Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. We were just talking in the previous segment about the uh, article that DJ Bienname from... Uh, ESPN.com had. He had an interview with Laramie Tunsil where Laramie, he, uh, not surprisingly, I think, revealed that he wants to become the highest paid tackle in football. Uh, right now, that's Trent Williams, $23 million a year. So you're, you know, you're looking at whatever it would be, 24, 25, 26, whatever the market would be. He's still under contract for the team next year. He's got a huge cap hit because of how they structured the last couple years of his deal. Nick Casario basically took a bunch of Laramie's money from this year and turned it into a bonus and shove the cap money into 2023, um, which teams do all the time. I'm, I'm not saying it was good or bad one way or the other. I guess the two questions I have, Seth, about Laramie Tunsil, the, the, the most important one, if you're a Texan fan and you said you had kind of done a, you know, an unscientific just sort of look at the opinion of Texan fans in the aftermath of this, this news from DJ, um, I guess the important thing would be if you're a Texan fan, many of whom want Laramie Tunsil to be here long term, would Nick Casario pay a market-level contract for Laramie Tunsil, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, I think he would. I think it's not like the Patriots never paid people. I think there's a perception that, like, oh, they always drove a hard bargain and always got guys at below market. Um, Matt Light at one point got paid pretty well by them, didn't they? On his, on his first uh, free agency deal. Um, but I, I think that the question is, okay, how does how does Casario feel about Tunsil? And perhaps if if he had indeed been trying to trade Dunsell last offseason, let's take that hypothetical, has it changed at all um, in regards of either Laramie wanting to trade or, or, or Casario wanting to drive that trade? I think there's a good chance that whatever, if there were any acrimony there, that it's passed and subsided. And one of the big things is that Laramie has made very – public displays of support for just the Texans as an organization. I think for there's, you know, you could do what Brandon Cooks did or you could do what Laramie Tunsil has done. And Laramie Tunsil, I mean, Cooks got, got his contract extension and then he made a big fuss several months later. Whereas Laramie Tunsil obviously has more financial incentive right now to, to, you know, toe the line and do all of that other stuff. But I think Tunsil has also demonstrated that he's not a guy that's afraid to um, just kind of go his own way and uh, and do like what I, like he's he's kind of an independent minded guy. Very, uh, you know, I, I, I I'm not trying to paint him out to be uh, a hero in that regard or anything, but I I think there's kind of there's not a lot of BS about him, so it could all be calculated. Sure, is a way to to get that contract. But I feel like if Tunsil didn't like the Texans organization anymore, he his goal would be to get the biggest contract elsewhere. Like, he would angle his way out. If anything, he might be showing discontent right now to make it really uncomfortable and to force 
the Texans' hand and to trade him in the offseason. Kind of like Brandon Cooks is doing. Brandon Cooks is making it really hard for the Texans to not trade Brandon Cooks. So I, I'm pretty comfortable that Casario understands the value of having, A, a player like that, and B, I don't know if ally is the right word, but somebody that's been positive this year about the direction of the team. Yeah, I, I think there's there's a lot of there's a lot of layers to this. You know, one is I think one is you've got a you've got a serious investment at least draft capital wise in Kenyon Green. You know, what's the ripple effect on Laramie Tunsil for Kenyon Green's development? That's an important draft pick for this team. So Laramie. Will, He's under contract still for next year. So, I mean, I feel almost like we're talking like he's entering free agency. He's not. But he's entering a year where, especially at his cap number, it would be normal. And at the level of play that he's displayed, which is elite level of tackle play, this is a logical offseason for the Texans to take advantage of the fact that nobody else can negotiate with him right now. They've got an exclusive on Laramie Tunsil for another year to get a deal done with him. I guess the other question I have would be, okay, Laramie Tunsil did a really good job of internalizing a chip on his shoulder this year. Um, with the the article that he read where he said he was a very good starter. He took that as an insult. He thinks he's elite, and he's played elite. He's been really good this year. He's been great. How would Laramie Tunsil function if he were to get a Trent Williams type of deal? Trent Williams got like six years, you know, $180 million or something, $160 million, something like that. How would Laramie Tunsil does, – does Laramie Tunsil operate with the same degree of urgency if he gets $50, $60, 70000000 guaranteed – yeah. You know, on a $23 million, $25 million a year deal, as he is right now where he's in sort of de facto contract mode. Yeah, I, he was playing well before his thumb got injured last year, and he'd already had a big – he had a really big contract. That was that was one of the things that people love to pile on Bill O'Brien about was how much money they gave Laramie Tunsil. I actually defended O'Brien on that contract because they – I think at the time, remember when the trade happened, people were all up in arms that, oh my gosh, I can't believe they traded for Tunsil and he doesn't have a new contract yet. Well, yeah, that's the way it goes. That's how it happened with Jalen Ramsey. That's just, you don't have time always to negotiate a long contract. So the Texans kind of paid Tunsil in arrears for that first year that he didn't have a new contract. So he played well after that. Last year, like I've always said, is I reset, I reset my assessments of people after Bill O'Brien was gone and, um, or well, after David Culley was gone and, and particularly after Jack Easterby was gone. I think there was enough dysfunction in the organization that you didn't necessarily see the best sides of people. And also what else happens? This happens in football so much and it's infuriating guys like Justin Reed or, or others. In, when a good person is in a bad situation, and they speak up about it being a bad situation, it's really easy to label that person all of a sudden the malcontent or the character issue or what have you. And that'll happen time and time again in football. Guys will look, guys will be in known bad situations. They speak out about it, and all of a sudden it becomes like, I don't know if that guy's a locker room guy. Yeah. Locker room, that's exactly what the guy was doing. He was trying to stick up for the locker room. So... I, however Laramie Tunsil was acting last year, it was in the middle of a really, really dysfunctional situation. And this year, so far, where things have seemingly been a little bit more vanilla with the Texans, Tunsil's been absolutely fine as far as we can tell. I think just to be safe, we need him to keep spending money. Well, I don't know. I say keep spending money. At least proposing that he spend money on really expensive things. That was always a thing, Seth, I always looked for when I was hiring salespeople. I always looked for people that that had expensive taste that oh, drove yeah. nice cars that yeah. you know we do the credit check on them and I'd see not not you know not near bankruptcy or anything but oh okay well this person has uh 
quite a bit of debt. <laughs> they're motivated. Yeah, they're not going to yeah. get comfortable. That's right. right. That's where, where Tunsil Tunsil has at least one expensive taste. Yes, and that is however much the performance fee is for Sade. Sade is my girl. The same. Yeah. I think I saw some video on YouTube, and and that was like the th- like you had like a Sade song like Sade, intro it. If you come to my house, Sade is all over the place. <laughs> I, I still think one of the best, one of my favorite albums was the best of Sade. The best like, of Sade, absolutely. It's like you can't beat that. I have Sade tatted on me. That's how. That's how deep. That's it is. how much you love that's Sade. Sade. When I turn thirty, and I have like this birthday party, Sade is gonna be there. Mark my words. Remember this. Remember this. Okay, Sade. Sade We're putting it out in the universe. Sade is gonna be there. She's coming out with a new album. I don't know if you've seen that. No, I didn't. She's coming out with a new album. I didn't know she was still so making music. So she's coming out with a new album. She's going to go on tour. Then she's going to go to cut the LT. And then she's going to come to Laramie Tunsil's birthday party. When are you turning 30? So I'm 28 right now. So too oh, you're, pl- you're planning ahead. <laughs> I'm planning ahead. He, uh, so Sade, according to CelebrityTalent.net, has a booking fee starting in the range of $750,000 yes. to $1 million. Yeah. Which um, I don't know. That sounds that sounds a bit much. It's pricey. I think I feel like Sade might be one of those performers who just um, like Celine Dion, where maybe you don't get her appeal, but her fans are so passionate that they are just all about it yes. and will pay loads and loads of money. I feel like Sade might be like that. So. No doubt, no doubt. August second, August second, two thousand twenty-four. Is Laramie Tunsil's 30th birthday. We need to get him hooked on Sade performances to the point where he's celebrating half birthdays. Right. And, you know, yeah. doing that. Any little event in his life that goes well, he has Sade come over. Maybe she'll give him a discount and it'll be like you know, the six ninety nine special. Right. So $699,000 for a performance. And we also need to make sure he does nothing to recoup any of that cost. Like if he comes out with T-shirts like merch for the Laramie Tunsil Sade concert tour. Bad sign. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, we we don't need him recouping any of the costs. We need Laramie Tunsil to be as responsibly desperate financially as possible to keep him motivated. And I think he'll still be motivated. Seth and I are being tongue-in-cheek right now. You're right. Laramie Tunsil signed that deal with O'Brien and Easterby, and he still played at a really – he was a pro bowler in 2020. He's played at a he's played at a, a fairly high level. This year he's played at a great level. Yeah, he's already been there and done that in yep. terms of being rich. It's not like he's – you know, he's he's motivated right now by somebody in the offseason said he was very good. And uh, just like Michael Jordan looking at an iPad, he, he, looks, he takes that as an insult. That's right. So um, I'm watching this movie last night, Me Time. With Mark Wahlberg and Kevin Hart. Okay. And uh, it was a fun little movie. Not a good movie, but a fun little movie to watch. Kind of a wholesome uh, a wholesome movie with Mark Wahlberg and Kevin Hart. But in that movie, I think they said that Seal's performance fee starts at $200,000. Seal's another one of those. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Like I, I, could, I would imagine if I'm Seal and I'm looking at the script, he makes a little appearance. Ah, spoiler, everybody. I apologize. Seal makes a little appearance in the movie. Um... But they talk about his performance fee. If I'm Seal, the actual person, I'm going to say, like, listen, I don't necessarily think it helps resonate with the people if they know I make, like, a million dollars per yeah, performance. Yeah. Can we tamp that down a little yeah. bit? I don't want to look like I've – I don't want I don't want people that – look, kind of like me with Ted Johnson. Now that I know Ted's doing well financially, uh, he's on my list of people to hit up for cash. Yes. So, like, likewise, Seal doesn't want people in Hollywood or elsewhere knowing exactly how much money he makes. I'm just picturing the person that you apologize to right now throwing their coffee at the radio that you spoiled me time for them. (laughs) 
Boy, I'll tell you what. It's a, it's a suspense-filled thriller. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You got to really. The drama in me time. I'm not going to tell you whether the turtle lives or dies. I'm going to tell you that right <laughs> I now. I don't even know what that means, but it makes yeah. me laugh. Um, so Laramie Tunsil wants to uh, wants to get paid. I hope he gets paid. I want Laramie Tunsil to be here for a while. I've uh, I've come to I've grown to really like Laramie Tunsil. Plus, I need him to be here when he throws that thirtieth birthday party. Because as many of you know, my goal is to not get on his bad side, so I can somehow wrangle an invitation to the shot A party. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah that's a goal of mine. In and we hope that it, we hope that it's free. Yeah, it's not one of these uh, not one so. of these events. Not one of these events for charity where he charges five thousand dollars a ticket, clears like five hundred dollars on the night, and is like, "There you go, charity." Yeah, Woo. no, I don't need that. I don't. Yeah. Um. So you um you brought this to my attention this morning. Me time the movie. Yes. Yeah. Let's talk about <laughs> Let's it. Let's break it down. Um. The we've both known the the Bill O'Brien mentions up in uh, Boston about the possibility of him coming in. Bill O'Brien being the life raft for a horrific. Offensive coordinator situation in New England is very funny to me. And, yeah. and Bill O'Brien is, he's, he's a decent enough offensive coordinator and he was a decent enough head coach. He was a horrible GM. That we know. Um, and I, I have not checked to see how Alabama people feel lately about Bill O'Brien, but anytime they have a bad series of downs, the internet seems to explode with people wanting to fire him. Um, but Bill O'Brien is heavily rumored right now to be the next offensive coordinator for the New England Patriots. Yeah. Um, Seth, I'm going to toss this Tom Curran audio. Where is this well, from? I, I don't know. I had, had written it down. Oh, um, Fitzy and Hart on WEEI. Okay. Fitzy and Hart on WEEI. Sean, That's when I write those things down, yeah. you know I have no memory. You I have know. To, you can't be messing with that. I'm halfway on vacation this week. Okay, just gotcha. Um, Fitzy and Hart on WEEI, our sister station up in Boston. Tom Curran, who covers the New England Patriots, um, I believe for um, NBC Sportsnet up in Boston. Um, yeah, so they, they were asking Tom Curran about um, – you know exactly what's going on and if the rumors up there that or the speculation up there that Bill O'Brien is definitely going to be the offensive coordinator for the Patriots next year are true. Folks who are knowledgeable in this that I reached out to in the last couple of days who would have insight, I said, would Bill want Bill O'Brien? Because that question's really not been asked. Um, but I asked and the individual said, absolutely. And they said, I'm surprised if it's not in the works or a done deal already. Yeah, so I mean, Bill O'Brien will be the guy up there. Uh, it's it's interesting just because there's a lot more to it that makes a lot of sense. But I'm uh, the the Boston the Boston radio people do a really good job of like exploring every little facet of this stuff. And when it comes to Belichick, he leaves so much open to speculation um, that that it's it's fair game, I think. But either Fitzy or Hart, one of these guys. Uh, basically presents the theory, uh, apparently the prevailing theory of why Bill O'Brien isn't already the offensive coordinator for the Patriots. So basically that just validates the idea that Bill Belichick didn't want to upset the apple cart of the agreement between O'Brien, Saban, and between himself and Saban, do the gentleman's thing and honor the contract Bill O'Brien signed, signed, Bill O'Brien signed thereby stop making Matt Patricia a stopgap. Okay. Yeah. Whew. So basically, O'Brien and uh, Bel- uh, Belichick and Saban are, uh, you know, swapping Bill, Bill O'Brien around like uh, one of their hoes or something. They're passing is, uh, him around. Yeah, yeah. Like, all right, you keep her for a couple, a couple years. Pass and then, uh, O'Brien on the left-hand side. Pass yeah. O'Brien on the... Um, so that's... Um, okay, that's true. 
that Bill O'Brien, or that I'm sorry, that Nick Saban and Bill Belichick had a gentleman's agreement, and that Matt Patricia and I guess Joe Judge also were sort of a stopgap solution for a year to get to Bill O'Brien being the OC. That's malpractice. Look at Mac Jones this year. You, if you, if that's true, if that's true, they basically just threw Mac Jones out with the bathwater. Personally, yeah. I don't believe that. It may be true, but I think a lot of people think like uh, a lot of people think. Well, Bill, you know, Belichick's just the master plotter and Machiavellian and all this, and he's just he's got this scheme, he's got this plan, he's got to. He couldn't have just had this cockamamie plan to have a comp, like a reality show competition for the offensive coordinator and make a a bad defensive coordinator the offense. It couldn't possibly be, could it? And um, I think Tom Curran agrees with me that uh, to be skeptical of just how much of a mastermind uh, Bill Belichick is. I think that Bill overestimated his ability and the way this collaboration would work. I think he overestimated Joe Judge and Matt Patricia's acumen and the ease with which they'd move to the offensive side of the ball. I think he overestimated how easily Mac would transition. I think he totally underestimated not only what Josh McDaniels brought to the team and the franchise on a day-to-day, day-in and day-out basis in organizing that offense and leading that group and innovating, but he also underestimated the rest of the NFL. Yeah, and uh, honestly, it was hard for me in listening to that to not, in my mind, be thinking he was talking about Bill O'Brien. Yeah. Because that is, it is the Achilles heel of the Patriots' way. And it's so weird. And, you know, honestly, there's a lot of paradoxes in trying to figure out how the way New England's operated all these years. But there's a certain arrogance that goes along with the Patriots' way. And you see it blow up in the faces of guys like Josh McDaniels and Matt Patricia and everything when they get out. They're, they're, like, they're like anybody that's part of an organization um, or like a group of anybody that's a part of a group that's a dominant group, and they start thinking that they have a lot more to do with it than the actual sum total of everything, and not to mention a little bit of chance. Because I think that Belichick, I mean, Belichick's got his, half half the staff is his family and cronies, like, who aren't qualified for the job. Uh, It just, it terrifies me that anybody would try to emulate the Patriots way. Because I think think there is probably 10% of the Patriots way that was really, really, really good, and then 90% was trash, but people look at the sum total and think, well, you got to do it exactly like everything that they did. Like, no, 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 no. They got away with the 90% because of the 10%. Okay, I want to carry this into the next segment because the, the question that matters now for Texan fans is does, does this story scare you at all as far as the Texans go in mm-hmm. operating in any sort of – modified or even actual identical Patriots way. I thought that hiring a Josh McCown would go fine because of the Patriots way. Let's, Excuse me, the Patriots South way. Excuse me, the Texans way. I was told they're not the Patriots South. I was told that. We were all told that. Um, so let's get to that. I do want to I, I wanna pose that question to you, Seth. Also, um, it's the end of the year. It's the end of the year. 2022 is almost behind us. Five biggest Houston sports stories of 2022. I've got my ballot here. I want to run it by Seth, see what he thinks about that, see what you think about that if you're in your cars or just listening on the Odyssey app. We will get to that next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.